Welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. And welcome. We are talking about America Goes Vegan. America Goes Vegan, America's favorite comfort foods made healthy. And here on Unchained TV, we are so delighted to have the author Glenn Merzer, as well as Tracy Childs, who provided more than 100 recipes veganizing America's favorite comfort foods. Let's go straight out to Glenn. Glenn, why did you write this book? Well, I wrote the book to make the case that it's not difficult at all to go vegan. You know, all, all the comfort foods that uh, people are used to, from burgers to hot dogs to mac and cheese, Tracy Child supplies healthy, plant-based versions of all those recipes without oil, without sugar. So you can keep your favorite American foods and this is really the patriotic thing to do. You know, we all know the many great reasons to go vegan for your health, for the animals, for the planet, for the water, for the air, for the climate, but also for America. This is the patriotic thing to do. Uh, you know, America is, is, is being hurt by all these lagoons of cow manure and pig manure and chicken waste going off into our rivers and streams. So we have to do this for our own country. And, uh, you know, let's have, let's have a workforce that's healthy and uh, with plant-based nutrition is, is uh, you know, is able to do the job and be efficient and, and uh, be strong and be loving and be compassionate. So we can do that all on a plant-based diet. Well, you said it. And if we could convince people just to go plant-based, but good luck with that. We have been presenting the information uh, in every way possible. You'd have to be living under a rock not to know that animal agriculture is a leading, some have argued the leading cause of climate change, certainly more than all transportation combined. And that there's plenty of lifestyle diseases uh, like heart disease and diabetes that could be prevented or reversed on a plant-based diet in many cases. And yet, no matter what we say, what we do, it doesn't happen. So you're taking a new tack and you're saying, hey, um, we've got all these great recipes and that's where Tracy Childs comes in. So you've got all these recipes that basically, that's a super healthy one, but you do have some that are more along the lines of, hey, what people like to eat. So Tracy, uh, tell us about the 100 recipes that you provided for this new book, America Goes Vegan, which is on sale right now. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on a Kindle, whatever format you want. Yeah, well, so um, I've been vegan since 1990. And so there was absolutely... Uh, none of these foods around. So I just started looking for recipes. Um, and so I've spent many years um, perfecting um, recipes. Of course, I just always take it as a challenge to create uh, something that the, the mainstream people will like, because of course that's what um, 
we need to do. And but I always, um, you know, more and more wanted to make them healthy, get the oils out, get the processed foods out, stop using um, too many, you know, things like vegan butters, stuff like that. So I, um, I thought about ways to create the food um, just as tasty and just as moist and delicious as um, as you're used to. And so um, so when Glenn approached me about this topic. America goes vegan. I thought, okay, this is me. I am your American girl um, who has gone vegan for many, many years. And I, and I just am itching to show people um, how to make it easy, how to make it healthy um, and how to just, uh, you know, do it. <laughs> so, um, so these recipes are just um, a lot of them are just things that I've just been making for years, like my mayo um, so that is, uh, to me, the most go-to thing that I have to have in the fridge all the time is my plant-based mayo, which is tofu, cashews, and some seasonings. Super easy to make and, um, and just great to have. Uh, you can use it as a creamy topping. You, you, it's not greasy like veganaise or like a mayo. So you can use it as a topping for your tacos. You can put it on your enchiladas. You can, you know, do so many things with it. So... Um, you know, so, and that's what I, I, I look to as a challenge also just to do that as, as, and just create these things, but plus give people the tools and give people the, the way to, um, use these, make these and things have them in the fridge, prep ahead, and then a lot of recipes surrounding those things so that, um, you could create your, you know, and my, my vegan parm also, that's something that I sell, um, with Tracy's Roll Foods, but I wanted everybody to have the recipe. So I gave the recipe in the book. So that you can create your own, or you can, for convenience, you can buy it from me. So let me see. There's so many things you can do with that too. There's a hot button topic. We've already got a caller. Let's see here. Lindsay in Woodland Hills, your question or thought for Tracy Childs and Glenn Mercer. Well, hi, Tracy. Hi, Glenn. Um, I'm just thrilled to hear about this book because I'm really interested in sharing information with people to help them go vegan more easily. And the fact that I do feel sometimes a little, I have to give a disclaimer on some of the food, that this isn't something you would eat every day, such as like, an, you know, Beyond Meat Burger or whatever it is, Gardein, I'm not picking on one, one brand. They're all great and transitioning folks. But, um, you know, down to the day-to-day -day living, I think it's just wonderful that you're providing people with a whole new paradigm for cooking, and I think that's going to be where we're going to be going with this. And, uh, and it's interesting how many people are adopting. So kudos to both you, and congrats on the book. Thank you. All right. Um, and we've got another Thank caller. You. Yeah, Thank we've you. got another caller, Nilo Farr in Dallas, Texas. Your question or thought for the authors of America Goes Vegan, we've got Glenn Merzer and Tracy Giles provided more than 100 comfort food recipes. Take it away. Hello, it's such a pleasure. Um, and just like Lindsay, uh, after this program is over, I'm going to go to Amazon and purchase a few copies and distribute. Um, my well, question thank you is, very how much. do you address? <laughs> thank you. How do you address common misconceptions or challenges that people have about adopting a vegan lifestyle? Thanks. Oh, very good question, Glenn. You want to take that? 
Well, you know, one of one of the misconceptions is that old one about where do you get your protein? And that's just silly. I haven't had meat in 50 years. I'm still standing. Uh, you know, there's better protein in plant foods than in animal foods. Animal protein is carcinogenic. So really, when you think about it, there's there's no nutrient. Meat is really uh, essentially almost a nutrient-free food. It, there's no antioxidants in it. There's no fiber in it. There's no carbohydrate in it. There's just fat that gives you heart attacks and protein that gives you cancer. Uh, plant protein is much healthier, won't give you cancer. And plant, uh, plant foods have fiber. They have healthy carbohydrate. Uh, they have healthy fats. And, you know, I'm in my 60s now, and I go to the doctor once a year for an annual checkup to see how he's feeling. And that's it. So, um, you know, you can be so much healthier on a plant-based diet. This is settled science. But you have to do it correctly. If you just go on a vegan diet and you have vegan donuts and foods with fried foods, then that's not healthy. You have to have healthy foods and Tracy makes all her recipes healthy, even the desserts, even the, even the cookies. So, um, so just like, just like Tracy's real foods are healthy treats. This book is full of recipes that are healthy entrees, healthy appetizers, healthy soups, healthy desserts. Yes. And there you see the brand for Tracy's real foods. Um, she, um, you can just go to uh, her website and, actually get these incredible healthy desserts and main courses delivered right to your front door and i got to tell you we had a fundraiser here at unchained tv recently and she brought some of her cookies and they went like hotcakes or cookies <laughs> one or the other so um congratulations on all of these and you literally can order them where should people go to get these uh tracysrealfoods.com that's pretty easy. Tracy'sRealFoods.com. And uh, it, it's so easy. So we've got some questions here. How do you respond when someone says, my food doesn't contribute to climate change? What on earth are you talking about? Of course it does. But see, there's a widespread suppression of that information in mainstream media, Glenn. Um, indeed, there was a report recently that... Um, and I'll just show it to you. Uh, the meat and fossil fuel producers watered down the latest IPCC report, which is Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. This is a report that the UN uses to uh, create its climate change uh, policies. And uh, essentially, the meat industry blocked the United Nations from recommending a plant-based diet and, you know, you're looking at two small publications, but that should have been all over the mainstream media. And it wasn't, Glenn. Yes. And there's a chapter in this book called From Climate Denial to Climate Reality. You know, the, the temperature in, in Phoenix has been over 110, I think, for the last 19 days. This, this, this climate crisis is not in the future. It is in the present. And just think what will happen if the temperature in Phoenix gets five degrees warmer. I mean, it's, it's just frightening. So we have to address the crisis and we have to be honest about it. Now, a molecule of methane, whether it comes from a gas pipe or whether it comes from a cow, 
is the same molecule. So when they're talking about what's heating the climate and methane is 130 times as potent to greenhouse gas as carbon dioxide, they have to factor in the 1.5 billion cows in the world belching methane. They have to factor in the nitrous oxide, which is 300 times as potent a greenhouse gas as carbon dioxide. And the nitrous oxide is, is, comes from the fertilizer that they use to grow the grain to feed to the cattle and the chicken and the pigs. So the reality is, in a peer-reviewed published study by Dr. Silas Rao, animal agriculture is responsible for at least 80 seven percent of greenhouse gases in other words it's the whole ball game it, it, just think of two fantasies one fantasy is that tomorrow we end all fossil fuel use we have solar powered airplanes we have all electric cars no fossil fuels tomorrow will the climate keep heating up yes it will it'll keep heating up from all the deforestation that is done to promote animal agriculture It'll keep heating up from the, the methane belch by 1.5 billion cows. It'll keep heating up from, from the destruction of the ocean by industrial fishing operations and reducing the capacity of the ocean to be a carbon sink. But now let's go with the other fantasy that is much easier to achieve. The world goes vegan tomorrow. There's no more demand for meat. Then what happens? We can rewild the grazing land, that's 40% of the earth could be returned to forest and vegetation. It will draw down carbon dioxide. It'll draw down so much carbon dioxide that we will cool the planet. And if we don't have industrial fishing, then we could protect the oceans, protect the sea forest. And, and we will again draw down more carbon dioxide and the oceans will function as a healthier carbon sink. All right. Well, we've so got another caller, Paige. the only solution. Paige from uh, Agora Hills, your question or thought for our panel, the authors of America Goes Vegan. Okay. I love this title. It's so definitive. Here's my question. I have people coming to me now with their diseases and wondering how food can help them. And I really find myself at how do I point, where do I point them in what direction? So I'm wondering... Could you possibly um, answer that? What resources you use? And I feel like these, these recipes will be really helpful as someone who's dealing with diabetes, another person who's dealing with um, in, uh, what is called reflux. Um, your thoughts. Thank you very much for taking my question. All right. You want to take that, Tracy? Well, remember that. Okay. Tracy? Yeah, go ahead, Glenn. Oh, we can both. Well, I was going to say that there, there's a whole network of, of plant-based doctors in America now. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the Plantrition Project, and um, uh, there's the uh, li Lifestyle Medicine Doctors. So you can find doctors now, thousands of them, who begin by talking to you about your diet, which is what affects your health almost always more than anything else. So there are doctors out there who can help. You don't have to listen to just a, a you know, a, a self-styled researcher like me who is not licensed. But I'll tell you this. We know what causes heart disease. We've known it for 75 to 100 years. It's saturated fat and cholesterol. You get that when you eat animal foods. We know what causes diabetes. 
too, uh, a diet that's too fatty, too rich, that blocks the insulin receptors from getting into the cells and processing the sugar. We know that a diet that's inflammatory ca causes inflammation in the body and autoimmune diseases, and meat is inflammatory because it isn't a human food. We were not designed to eat animals. We are the cousins of the great apes. We are designed to eat uh, plant foods. And so, um, you know, the, the, the knowledge is out there. It's, it, the only thing we're fighting is the culture. The science is settled. All right, we've got another caller. Oh, let's oh. go to Sarah in Marina Del Rey. Your question or thought for the authors of America Goes Vegan. Hi, I really appreciate you writing this. I feel like it's a really good time in our society because of all the uh, heat wave and all of the really, really bad weather that's going on. And I think there's got to be a way you can link the food with it. And I wanted to know if you were planning on going on any podcasts or going to any bookstores. Well, guess what? They're on a podcast right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue on. Yes, uh, we're, we're definitely uh, making the rounds as much as we can online and um, and then doing some uh, in-person events too, um, you know, trying to plan those around uh, everything else. But um, I think going on a tour would be amazing. So um, we'll just have to keep, uh, keep that on the docket. But for right now, we're just, you know, we're making the rounds as much as we can to get the word out about this and about how um, people can... Um, you know, get this book for their friends, get this book, you know, read it themselves and say, hey, you know what, this is a very, in a nutshell, how you can do it. Right. Okay. But, you know, a lot of times people see the word vegan, and I'm going to ask you a provocative question here. Um, people see the word vegan, and if they're not already vegan, they run the other way, uh, because it's almost like plausible deniability, um, they don't want, a lot of people don't want to know. They don't want to change their habits. So provocative question, Glenn, why did you choose to make the title America Goes Vegan? Well, I have, uh, I think it's a seven-step plan to, uh, to heal the world. First, everybody gets a copy of this book, America Goes Vegan. Second, everybody has to read it. Then third, you give a copy of the book to somebody who isn't yet vegan. And then fourth, America really goes vegan. The whole country goes vegan. America still leads the world in many ways. So after uh -oh. the sixth right. step, the sixth step, the climate then begins to cool. And the seventh step, we have a concert in Central Park to celebrate starring Paul McCartney. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, some people might say that's a fantasy. But you know what I've learned? And one of the reasons I did a documentary on Dr. Silas Rao, who you mentioned, is that he has actually stated the goal. And the goal is a vegan world. And until you articulate your goal, how do you possibly expect to achieve it? If you can't even say it with a straight face, how do you think you're going to achieve it? And the truth is, right now, we've got a crisis a, a global crisis with climate change. We've also got a healthcare crisis. Yes. Two thirds of Americans are overweight or obese. The diabetes rates are skyrocketing. People are dying of heart disease left and right. I see it in my own neighborhood. And, you know, 
there is a solution, but uh, we are in a fast food culture. I wrote a book called Addict Nation. Fast food is packed with sugar, salt, fat, three ingredients humans are biologically pre-programmed to crave to get us through times of famine. But here in the United States, we have the opposite problem. We have overconsumption of calories leading to lifestyle-related diseases. Obesity is, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, officially classified as a disease. Now, I'm not yeah. shaming anybody. I struggle with my weight. I am really trying to do whole food, plant-based, and uh, walk the walk, not just talk the talk. And I'd like to uh, tell you, I had a watermelon for breakfast, and I did. I did Very have good. watermelon for breakfast. And thanks right. to Tracy, I have learned how to use kale. Tracy really is amazing at showing how fun eating healthy is. She's a star of some of our shows on Unchained TV. Let's check out a little snippet. People are scared of kale, I understand, especially when you're first uh, adopting more of a plant-based, healthier diet, you understand, man, you know what, I should be eating more kale, but then you don't know how to make it taste good. Just take a hold of the stem, the big stem, and I just run my fingers along here, and just pull it up. Look at this, look at how pretty. Or you, what you can do is, when you're serving, you can put your serving bowl and then decorate with. Just <laughs> so there, you managed to make kale fun. And indeed, full disclosure, I didn't used to like kale until I listened to you and uh -huh. realized I was making it the wrong way. I was cutting it up with the stems. The stems are only edible for soups and things like that. So mm -hmm. now I strip my kale the way you suggested. I massage my kale so it's nice and soft. I chop it up into a lot of little pieces so it's more edible and I love it. I order it weekly and I eat it. So I've been educated uh, and, and the idea that there is this solution to most of the world's problems. We haven't even gotten to world hunger with 80 billion animals eating a huge percentage of the food produced annually, commodity crops, where children are starving in other countries. We're feeding food to the most inefficient food source. It takes five or 10 or 15, depending on type of meat, to create, um, it takes five, 10, 15, 20 pounds of grain to create a, a pound of flesh. So I, I love the fact that you guys are plowing ahead as I plow ahead in my own way. I use video at Unchained TV. And let me uh, take this opportunity to urge everybody to please download Unchained TV. It's the world's only vegan streaming network. It's 100% free and nonprofit. And you can download it right on your phone for free. It takes absolutely just 10 seconds. There it is. It's an app and it has literally 2,000 and counting uh, cooking recipes, some with Tracy, various other ones, documentaries, cooking shows, everything you're talking about, the solution is here. So you're writing books. I'm, I'm working with a group of volunteers with a streaming network. Uh, people are writing songs about veganism, but how do we break through because the clock is ticking we are literally running out of time. Um, and 
I want you to think about that answer, but first let's go to another caller. Michelle in Los Angeles, your question or thought for Glenn Merzer and Tracy Childs, authors of the new book, America Goes Vegan. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, this information is amazing and crucial, and I wanted to let you know that my mom uh, was on 16 different medications. She had chronic diseases. She had Alzheimer's, and I put her on a plant-based diet. All of her doctors um, didn't know because of that Western stigma, that Western medicine stigma. And uh, once I got her off all those medications and she even got clearer, she was thinking, she was uh, lively, she was speaking, um, and then her mind was coming back to her. I told her doctors because they couldn't believe how she got off all the medications. And I finally told her, she told them she was vegan and they were dumbfounded. They, they didn't even know, example, you know how they tell you to eat uh, red meat because of iron. She was low iron. Um, I was giving her figs, and I was giving her dates, and I was giving her beets. And they had, like, her, her levels were, were high, and they were just, like, astounded. Um, is there a way to get this book and this information into the hands of Western doctors and even, like, maybe teach courses at the hospitals? Uh, for Tracy and her food and her recipes, because I had to learn on my own how to cook. I didn't know how to cook. Now I do. Um, so I, I think maybe that's I mean, a way that we can penetrate and, like, go into all the hospitals and teach them. I know Loma Linda is a vegetarian hospital, but, like, if they had that in there, maybe we could change the system that way. What are your thoughts? Oh, I think this is such an important. Thank you for that question, Michelle. You know, there's a law passed here in California. You have to offer vegan options to people who are vegan who are there. And I can't tell you how many calls I've gotten from people hospitalized saying they refuse to give me a vegan anything or they come with a piece of white bread. And I mean, there's almost a war against veganism inside the hospitals, Tracy. I know. Yeah. So, um, so I, uh, a part of my journey is that I became uh, certified with the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine back in 2005. So I was one of the first of their Food for Life instructors with their big campaign that they've um, started back then, and it's still thriving. So, um, so I was in the hospitals teaching classes, teaching how foods fight cancer, and you know what, uh, I want to point out that even though um, I, I specialize in teaching that class because I feel like a lot of people feel so helpless, especially about that, um, because they don't think it's diet related. But you know what, it is, it can be um, many, many, you know, your chances are just better if you um, eat a whole food plant based diet um, before, after, during whatever diagnosis um, you have. So um so anyways, that if, if anybody's interested out there in getting into the hospitals or getting into the community and teaching these classes, I recommend that you go check them out, pcrm.org. You can become a certified instructor. You can get in your community. You can make a difference. Um, I've been doing it for years. Um, I, I was you know very busy with it when the pandemic hit. And then um, I'd already been looking at my brand um, and trying to reach people through um, whole food, plant-based treats and things like that. So, so I, I, my husband and I decided uh, in March uh, when the pandemic hit that we would launch the company, uh, Tracy's World Foods. So we've, um, we've done that and, and expanded our products and expanded our business. Um, but we're still a mom and, sh a mom and pop uh, company.
just the two of us. But I want to also point out to um, that it's the same diet basically that is causing most of our degenerative diseases. A lot of people think, oh, I have diabetes, so I have to have a low sugar higher protein, higher fat diet for whatever reason, because they're thinking that they need to keep away from the sugars because what's happening is their body's not processing sugar. But the thing is your body will start to process sugar if you give it the right food. If you, like Glenn said, if you give it a, a low fat diet, whole foods, plant-based, low fat, um, your, your cells will start to clean themselves. It's amazing. It's a miracle. And um, and, it, you know, and PCRM also has been um, in the forefront of proving that and getting the word out about that. So we also have a diabetes course that we teach. But again, it's basically, um, you know, the recipes in my book, um, just trying, you know, getting away from the oils, getting away from the high fat foods, um, but using whole food fats because we do need some fats. We need fats to to help um assimilate our all of our wonderful phytonutrients that are in our foods. So for instance, when um, uh, I have a cheesy kale recipe in the book, and just like, um, just like Jane said, you know, you process the you use that curly kale. And what you do in that one is you actually just immerse it in boiling water, drain it really well, and then toss it with your nut parm. It's delicious. <laughs> so yeah. or Tracy's, uh, Tracy's Real Foods uh, Sunny Parm. So it's, um, you know, it's simple. It could be super simple and filling. And when you eat those foods, you actually find out, wow, I'm, I'm satisfied because and you've had a lot of energy. Food. Everybody accuses me of having too much energy. Calm down, <laughs> calm down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's true. I mean, this food gives you tons of energy. It's super food. And I yes. found a way to sort of incorporate, um, nutrients and antioxidants and superfoods when I'm having what I think is a comfort food. And it's exactly what you talk about in your book. Like I make a uh, turmeric iced latte frappe that tastes absolutely sinful and it's really packed with nutrients and antioxidants. So yes, we're gonna take a short break on Voice America Radio, but we're gonna stay live on all of our socials, on Unchained TV, the global streaming network, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on LinkedIn. Don't go anywhere. We're gonna continue our conversation right through the break and then come back to Voice America Radio. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Unchained TV. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email in to jane at unchainedtv.com. Now, back to the oh, show. We are talking with the authors of America Goes Vegan from your mouth to God's ear, like they say. America's favorite comfort foods made healthy. Glenn Merzer is the author. Uh, I want to go back for those just joining us at the half hour mark. What do you think this book is going to accomplish as we barrel toward a climate apocalypse? (laughs) Spit it out. And a health apocalypse. Well, Jane, you mentioned our friend Silas Rao before. And Silas is a very optimistic fellow who wants to have America or the world go vegan by the year 2026. Obviously, it's a tall order. Uh, But I just try to uh, talk about being an addict. I try to get a little dose of Silish's optimism every now and again and talk to him and try to make it happen. So I'm just doing everything I can to get the word out. You know, you would think that with all the obesity in America, it's now 42% obesity. I think it's 78% overweight or obese. Uh, that people would begin to figure this out. Uh, Animal foods are fattier than plant foods in general, and animal foods, uh, you know, fat has nine calories per gram and carbohydrates has four calories per gram. So with every meal, if you're eating more than twice as many calories as you need to, and you're not filling yourself up with fiber, then, uh, and also plant foods have more water. So when you're not filling yourself up with fiber and water with healthy plant foods, naturally you're going to keep eating these fatty animal foods and you're going to become overweight. Uh, so it's, it's becoming blindingly obvious. And, and we mentioned doctors in the medical system before. It is just appalling that doctors are not taught nutrition in medical school. Literally, they are not taught about the thing that affects your health more than anything else. It would be like studying to become an architect and being taught nothing about load-bearing systems. You know, it's, it's just preposterous. It is criminal incompetence for the medical system not to teach nutrition to doctors. And so, you know, so many doctors begin to figure it out on their own, and then they join the Plantricians Project, or, or become lifestyle medicine doctors, but they have to figure it out on their own because the medical schools aren't teaching the truth. Uh, that is just a crime. And so in the meantime, like 
thousands of others. I'm just doing everything I can to get the word out that we don't have to be so fat and sick. We don't have to pollute our rivers and streams. We don't have to heat up our climate. All we have to do is eat like human beings, like our cousins, the great apes. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, it affects everything. Right now, here in Los Angeles, there are seals dying because of an algae bloom. Well, where do the people I've watched these reports. They never say, where does the algae bloom come from? Right. Why do we have an algae bloom? Could it have anything to do with the fact that California is the largest dairy state in the nation, having eclipsed Wisconsin and Vermont a long time ago? There's more than two million cows, it's estimated. And think of the manure. Think of the manure going into the seashore because obviously the water flows, okay? We have a crisis situation at Point Reyes National Seashore with the, they've got the dairy farms there. And even though it's a major tourist attraction, it seems like the agencies side with the dairy farmers over the tourists who come to see the Thule elk. They, uh, there could be a breaking news issue now where they finally, with huge protests, they were depriving the Thule elk of water. And the, the water was going to the dairy farms and then the, the poop from the cows is going into our beautiful oceans. And right here, I saw the same thing in Fort Myers, Florida. I went to Florida, couldn't go swimming because there was a red tide. Where does this come from? Well, there's a Caloosahatchee River, the water, the, 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 all the crap, excuse my French, from the farms comes floating down. And that's excrement from these farmed animals as well as chemicals as well as the antibiotics they're feeding all these farm animals i mean and 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 yet it's right in front of us and people can't make the connection so um i just honestly uh right on exactly right on says terry webster animal waste gets washed into rivers and then into oceans right and when, you, when you hear about e coli and lettuce and tomatoes where does the E. coli come from? E. coli comes from the colon of an animal. Lettuce yeah. does not have a colon. Tomatoes, they don't have colons. It's always that the lettuce and the tomatoes are grown downstream from a, a, a pig operation or a cow operation. So it's always animal agriculture that's causing all our problems. Don't believe that lettuce uh, has a colon. <laughs> So here's the interesting thing. Okay, I was watching a major network. Okay, it was MSNBC, I'll just say. And the anchor was asking these environmental experts, is there anything that people can do to combat climate change? Is there anything they can do on their own? Any mention of diet? Any mention that 8 billion people, what they do three times a day, would have a massive impact on the planet? Crickets. Yeah. So then you add that to the fact that you have the meat industry and the pharmaceutical industry, according to published reports, uh, blocking the IPCC's attempt, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change attempt to recommend a plant-based diet to the world. This is perhaps the most important story of our generation, that the meat industry watered down the IPCC report and it doesn't get picked up anywhere. These are two small public, reputable, but small publications. So um, that's why every single person who can get on board and who can, and I take people wherever they are, if you can reduce your um, meat and dairy impact. I didn't go vegan from one second to the next. 
I grew up in a pescatarian household, went vegetarian, then went vegan. I get it. So let me ask you about that. Glenn, you are the co-author or the author with um, one of my heroes, Howard Lyman of Mad Cowboy. Is that correct? That's correct. That was my first nonfiction book telling Howard's story of going, being a fourth generation cattle rancher turned vegan and animal rights activist. Yes. And so you're the reason I went vegan. Probably, I think it was 27 years ago, Howard Lyman had been on the Oprah Winfrey show. And what happened was, correct me if I'm wrong, he had a health crisis and he made a pact with God. God, if you get me out of this health crisis, I'll reveal the terrible secrets of our industry. Again, like you said, fourth generation cattle rancher. He survived. He went on Oprah and he told all the secrets, you know, the male calves shot and just, you know, put in veal crates and the, all the terrible things that happened. And she just said famously, that just stopped me cold from eating another burger. The cattleman sued her. She had to move her show to Texas for a while. I think Dr. Phil came on the scene as a consultant right. of some sort. Anyway, Howard Lyman walked into my studio. I was working at KCAL TV on the Paramount lot. And I interviewed him. And afterwards, he comes up to me with his publicist, Maura Nealon. And they say, um, I, we hear you're a vegetarian. I was a vegetarian. And they said, do you eat dairy? And I kind of hung my head because he had just said these horror stories. And I was like, yes. And they, they went like this, liquid meat, right in my head, <laughs> liquid meat. That's the moment I went vegan. So when people say don't confront people, I, honestly, if they hadn't confronted me, I wouldn't have heard it. If they had said, well, we think you should eliminate your dairy intake because it's really bad for you and the environment. I, I don't know if I would have heard it. When they did that liquid meat, I heard it. And I went vegan. I did not touch dairy or after that. And I truly went vegan. And the funny part was I used to like 99% of the people out there love cheese. And then about a month later, somebody put cheese on the food that I ordered at a restaurant. And I was like, what is that? Because my taste buds had been restored to their factory settings. So let me ask you this, Glenn. (laughs) Okay, people are saying, well, Beyond Meat stock is down. I love Beyond Meat, you know. We're in people. It's a fad. There's claims, but they haven't seen the big picture the way all of us have where when back when I went vegan, I think it's probably 27 years ago. Don't have the exact date. I'd go into a vegan restaurant. I was the only customer. I knew everybody from the chef to the maitre d' because it was empty. Now I can't get a table. So put it in perspective, Glenn, how our movement has grown. Well, the, the movement has grown tremendously. I hear different estimates of 2% of the U.S. population being vegan up to 6%. Uh, I'm curious, Jane, if you have uh, any updated knowledge on that. But uh, clearly, there are far more vegans now than in the past. Clearly, more restaurants uh, try to cater to vegans. But obviously, also, it is not going fast enough. Uh, The climate is heating up. There's a carnivore born every minute. And we just have to keep getting the word out and trying to change the culture. It's the culture that's holding us back. We know the science. We've proven that a whole food, low-fat, plant-based diet reverses heart disease. We've proven that it reverses type 2 diabetes. We've proven that it can reverse autoimmune conditions. So the facts are out there, and we just need to change the culture. And that's why with this book, 
I'm trying to make the case, and Tracy has provided recipes, that it's not so hard to change the culture. You just have to have the will to do it. And also, like Howard and Mar, don't be shy vegans. You know, when I became vegan, I was shy about it because I didn't care what other people ate. I just want, was doing it for my own health. Now I realize it's not just doing it for my own health. It's doing it for the planet, doing it for the animals, doing it for, for the country. Uh, so um, don't be a shy vegan. Promote these ideas, whether it's this book or other great vegan books out there. Give books away. Uh, recommend uh, uh, documentaries like Seaspiracy and Cowspiracy, uh, What the Health, get the word out any way you can. Yes, and we have tons of documentaries on Unchained TV. We've got uh, Dominion, we've got Earthlings, we've got Forks Over Knives, we've got Vegucated, we've got... Uh, uh, let Us Be Heroes, we just got that in. It's a great documentary. Shows how somebody went from being obese to a weightlifter, a power lifter. So there's really, uh, as Deb Thompson says, if we don't speak out, who will? Um, as Dr. Melanie Joy says, let's stop apologizing for being right. And when she said that, it really had a real profound impact on me because, you know, you go to dinner parties and you say, well, I don't want to be a burden i'll take it. no we're right we're this i mean have you seen the movie don't look up where it's a metaphor for climate change where people are just chatting and somebody says uh, there's a meteor coming or an asteroid and it's going to kill us and and the anchor says look you're very strident you know this is a morning show just stop stop with your stridency well there's our house is on fire as greta thunberg says so you know I, I really don't think there's one one solution. Uh, I really don't. I think no. some people could be shamed into going vegan as I was, liquid meat. Other people, you have to talk to them in a reasonable way. Uh, other people might be impacted by documentaries. I think they said something like 37% of people who go vegan are impacted by documentaries. Um, and so, you know, different strokes for different folks. But if we're all talking, if we're all talking, and I would like to say, Tracy, one of the reasons that I started Unchained TV with all these volunteers like yourself is because we also live in a vegan bubble where often we're talking to each other. We need people who are not vegan, who don't uh, respond to the word vegan to start getting this information. I don't care if the word vegan goes away. Okay. I'm not trying to save a word. I'm trying to save the planet, save animals, save human health. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on that, uh, Tracy. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think we need to approach people from where they're at and, um, just talk to them on their level. Everybody has a different reason or a different thing that's affecting them. Um, it is really hard to tell <laughs> when you approach people, whether they're an environmentalist or if they care about animals or if they're worried about their health. So, um, for, for me, it was all of it. And so I, um, it was a no brainer for me, but, um, you just really have to hit people on all the different levels because, um, you know, and then the, the fact is that, uh, unfortunately some people don't care about any of those things. So, and then you've got, it's a psychological barrier that they have, especially people that just are super obese and they're overeating all the time. Um, 
It's just that they don't, they don't care enough. Um, and so, but that's where we need to get the doctors on board, just like Glenn said. Um, so when they are so sick that they go to the doctor, finally, the doctor just needs to shake up and say, listen, this is what you got to do. And, um, and then maybe they'll do it because uh, somebody, uh, an authority figure told them. And the other thing we need to do is really um, talk to our uh, representatives and um, worry about, you know, the subsidies and the price of these foods. That's a huge thing. I always say, you know, if we get rid of these subsidies that are creating this cheap meat that everybody's eating, because that is a real huge problem. You know, you saw the burger that people were eating. That thing costs, you know, probably just like $3, where if you want to get a veggie burger, it's going to cost you, could cost you like $8, $9. So, um, or $25. Or $25. Or $25. Yes, yes. And, yes. You know, and, as, and being in the food business, I totally know all about the price of my ingredients. And it just... Um, you know, it's upsetting that I think about, you know, oh, yeah, I could put um, a bunch of oil on white flour and white sugar and my products would be way cheaper. I mean, but I can't do that. That's I know too much. I know too much about human health and what we need and the way people should eat. So I um, I just have my standards and I stick to them. I try to you know use organic products as much as possible, organic ingredients and um and just, I just, I just, I, I'm ahead of the game, I think, you know, and um, I think the world needs to follow um, and start to value the ingredients and the quality of the food. And, um, but it, I like, it, when, the, when the doctors wake up, when the government wakes up, I don't know, the government's probably going to take forever, but um, the doctors are starting to wake up. And so that is, that's really encouraging when you're, you know, it's getting more and more of these lifestyle medicine doctors. In fact, there's a group here in San Diego that's meeting and getting together. And, and um, I think when have those uh, support systems all over the country, and then, um, then we have uh, little mini plant-based conferences where people who are interested in finding out more can listen to these doctors talk. And so I think just the people of authority, um, need to get on board. And so that that is a huge part of the picture and the puzzle for me. Tracy, give us a list of what recipes you have veganized. It says America's favorite comfort foods made healthy. What yeah. what recipes have you veganized? Oh, so everybody needs to make the chocolate shake. <laughs> you know, like the chocolate shake is amazing. It's just a bananas, dates, ice, soy milk, just in your Vitamix, blend it up or in your blender, blend it up. Um, um, and I give tools for if you don't have a, a Vitamix, so I tell, give people clues about that, how to, you know, soften your dates and things like that. But most things are date sweetened in this book. So, um, and not, but if you don't have dates, you know, I always say, well, you know, you can use some other sweetener, but you're still doing yourself a favor when you um, create your ice cream out of frozen bananas <laughs> instead of something like super high in fat, you know? So, um, you well, know, I want to ask really you a cool. question. Because yes. full disclosure, I'm a sweet person. I think it's as a result of uh, being in recovery. It's very common uh, that people in recovery uh, go to sweets. Mm -hmm. And I think it has something to do with alcohols metabolized into sugar. I, I uh, often mm -hmm. say, you know, I'm 28 years sober, knock on wood, one day at a time. So um, what is the way to have, what is the best 
the optimal sweet that is going to do the least damage to you? Is it maple syrup? Is it agave? Is it dates? Or is it something, or stevia? I have a tendency to put a little stevia in there because it yeah. sweetens, but it can overwhelm everything very quickly. Yeah. Right. Stevia, you have to be really super careful with because it, it's got a bitter uh, taste to it if you use too much. And I find it's good for certain things and not for everything. But in general, um, I just go the route of using, you know, a, a whole food plant-based sweetener, which is perfect, like dates, uh, raisins, all those uh, whole food sweeteners. But, um, you know, a and, I, and a little bit of those things can go a long way. So I, I do keep maple syrup on hand, even though it is a, pretty much a simple sugar, whereas dates and raisins are more of a complex. Um, they have a complex carb to go along with it and some fiber and some nutrition so that it helps your blood sugar not just skyrocket. But gosh, you know, just a little bit of maple syrup in your, you know, for instance, stir fry sauce or your salad dressing, um, can really go a long way, but you're putting in that dressing, you're putting the whole food things. You're putting, you know, maybe a fruit, maybe a vegetable, you're blending that in, you're putting in tahini, you're putting in uh, cashews, um, but you can also sweeten with um, foods. Your tastes do change um, like vegetables, like peppers and, and uh, carrots, because your, your tastes do change over time when you, um, you know, you do have to kind of feel a little deprived for a little while, um, but you know, maybe it's like, okay, I'll allow myself just to eat a date with a little bit of peanut butter in it as a treat or a Tracy's Real Foods treat, um, which is all date sweetened and, and lentil based. Um, and so you just have a little bit of those things when you really need something, but make sure that you're filling up on um, the whole foods first and not, you know, just going right to the sweets when you have a sweet tooth, because you're going to just eat the whole bag of whatever it is you're having. So, um, you just definitely, you know, like we talked about too, just making sure you eat the whole, the, the, the whole grains, the beans, those also can help your, um, your blood sugar stay level. So it is kind of, it's a blood sugar dive that's causing the, um, the sweet tooth to happen. So, um, just having those meals is perfect. So I always say just have beans and grains and salad for lunch. Got it. All right. One minute. So I hate, I didn't want to cut you off, but I do want to ask one last question. So Glenn, here we are, you know, grab your crystal ball, which I know you don't have. None of us do. When are we going to hit this vegan world? Because I firmly believe in the law of unintended consequences. I will never forget looking at historical photos and seeing the streets of New York filled with horses. And then something called the electric carriage came along and three or four years later, 90% of the horses were gone and it was all cars. And you know what Henry Ford said, if, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. So what do you see happening? I see that, you know, climate change is making animal agriculture, especially that it's outdoors, increasingly difficult. I mean, livestock is dying um, yeah. because of it in the heat. What do you see? Well, the analogy I always use is gay marriage. You know, I don't think anybody thought in, in the year 2008, 2010, that gay marriage was on the horizon. And then suddenly it was just a few years later because the American people started to change. The culture started to change. People started yeah, you know, gay people came out and people realized that their loved ones were often gay and there was no reason why gay people shouldn't marry. And suddenly logic prevailed and we had gay marriage. 
So I'm just hoping that the story keeps coming out. I'm doing my part to get the truth out, that you're healthier if you eat a plant-based diet, that we could prevent pandemics this way, we can, we can solve the climate crisis, we could uh, make our streams and rivers healthier. And with that, we have to wrap it up. You guys are amazing. I love the book. Get the book. Buy the book. Send it to people who need to read this book. Let's save the planet already. See you next time. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.